2.0 with David Dean and Dave Ron. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fresh Catch 2.0. This is Dr. Dave Ron and my good buddy, David Dean. And uh, we, uh, I think we're... I think you're navigating uh, like snow Armageddon or something like that right now. I'm in Indiana, but I feel like I'm in your backyard uh, in Colorado. Yeah. Wow. We, uh, we got a bunch of snow, but not like you. I mean, I, I, I think it was unusual here. Mm-hmm. So yesterday morning, a, a bit earlier than this, let's see, not much earlier. But I was in San Diego. I uh, I flew out of yeah. I flew out of San Diego. I went to San Diego for a night. Are Are you still in San Diego? Nope, nope. I got back to I got back to Colorado about ten thirty in the morning, and uh, they had had a lot of snow, and it continued to snow. And uh, so last night I spent an hour shoveling the the driveway to get into. Uh, the house that we were that we're staying in. So, so in the world of comedy, we call this a one-off. Yeah, where you like the destination, do the gig, come back. So, uh, I know I know we're friends, and you don't need to share every detail of your life with me. But I was out of the loop as far as your itinerary, and I, I kind of need to know that from here on out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well. I I hope you appreciate. I took a few pictures as sun as the sun was setting on San Diego Bay, and I was about to have dinner right there on the waterfront uh, with a friend who teaches at Point Loma Nazarene, and and I decided not to not to post those pictures in part because everybody I know was undergoing this kind of snow snowmageddon or whatever you want to call it. This kind of Crazy ten inch drop of snow and wind and things like that. I learned a lot of years ago from an older, wiser man who had been married for quite a while that when your travels take you to a warm destination and your wife is at home trying to to turn the car over and get it warmed up, and the furnace is not plugging on all cylinders um don't don't send pictures home and just say, oh, the sunset here is yep. just. And, and there's no response for about 15 minutes. And then when, when she does finally respond, it's something along the lines of, I can't find the shovel. The snow shovel's missing. <laughs> yeah, but I just sent you a picture of me on the beach watching the sunset in mid-January. Yeah, I, I know. I know, but I need a new, I need a new furnace filter. Point taken. <laughs> it's the it's the classical in the old days. It's a postcard going. Wish you were here. You really don't. You really. Don't. Fact, no. Whoever They're, it is you're sending it to would ruin it if you were if they were here. You you send a postcard to your in laws from Tahiti and say, "Sure, wish you were here." No. No, you want you want them to know where you are and you're not, and they're not. So I don't a, want them. A more honest postcard is one that says, 
I'm glad I'm here. But that <laughs> that feels like I'm glad I'm here and you're not. Or, you know. I that's I, I, that's why I made a point this year on my DR trip to not get many pictures of me on the beach at the pool swimming, but I'm I'm with Dominican kids, I'm with churches, my my Dominican partners and families, and we're we're serving together. And oh, by the way, behind me is the Caribbean. <laughs> I didn't want to be that blatant this year, but I, I probably would go, I'd sit in that camp of, yeah, to be honest, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not there in snow, but it doesn't last. I, I think I, I, I shared with you, I, I posted my final view, the picture of the, the hotel I was in, the DR, and it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. I just wrapped up last week a podcast with you. I wanted that final picture, that memory etched in my hard drive. And uh, I said to a Dominican guy, it's, it's the worst leaving this place. And he says, well, if you want to come back, you have to leave. I thought I'm posting. That is a great quote. If you want to. Yeah. There's wow. Wow. If you want to come back, you have to leave. Man, that's, you know what? Uh, I mean, there's something about that. I'm, I'm now I'm picturing like, uh, the the Bears with their new coach in their locker room, getting fired up, and you look around and everybody's nobody's got any grass stain on their jerseys yet. You know, it's the pep talk before. Yes, and it's if if you want to celebrate, you're gonna have to go through some pain. Go get it. That it's that's correct. Wow. Yeah. And and do you notice that when when I say we, us, just hypothetically, when a person is in a nice region of the country, the rest of the world is, you know, digging out of snowstorm. Yeah. If you, we only think about the moment and the place that we're in. We can't fathom being somewhere else. You see the picture, yeah. but it doesn't do justice. You're always, you're living in the moment. Here's where I am right now. That's how ego-oriented sometimes we are. Here's what we're doing right now, and you're not. Yeah. Yeah, I said, wow, that's a, that's a great, great thought. And so it, it hits me that there's a, um, both, there's a pleasure storyline, and, and also it's cousin pain, which we don't talk about, but, but pleasure that I seek or that as a result of my effort or that I desire uh, is almost always it's it's a short-lived pleasure. It just uh, I yes. I go I chase it. I want it. I mean I don't care if it's a bag of chips or a, a Cubs victory or you know you know there's it. Sometimes people approach actually they they approach church that way. Like this is my I need my Sunday pleasure fix. My my. Yeah, my spiritual I, boost. Yeah, I'm I'm discouraged. I need to see some, be and and on and on it goes. It's like there's something about that that's not sustainable, um, and it's certainly 
unproductive uh, in the in the in the sense of it's not life giving. It's not it's not deeply life giving. It's a it's got a false front to it. Yeah, you're right. And uh, you you walked me through that a little bit last week on on our podcast last week in my final day there in the DR. And that you know you just it's like my mom used to say. I just want to bottle this moment up. You know, three months from now, when it's super cold and lots of snow, I want to remember this warm day around the pool with family and friends. I just yep. want to bottle this moment up. And and I, I can't live here. I can't live here all the time. But it's a moment that you that you just cherish and uh, you visit in your mind, you know, as I'm shoveling snow last night. I, I may I may have. I may have stopped a couple times and stared at the snow and, and cursed under my breath. I, I don't remember. It was <laughs> as snow was hitting my face. Remember that scene in, in the shining, the very last scene when Jack Nicholson's out in the woods and he's sitting down, he's freezing to death. His eyes are kind of crossed. His eyebrows are up and there's snow all over his face. That, that was me. Not not dead, but not having the time of my life. Just snow purgatory, and nothing nothing says short lived like shoveling snow. I mean, that's like I I as soon as I got back, not in, short enough, my friend. <laughs> I as soon as I I mean I got I got off the plane about ten thirty in the morning. I drove right to Parker to my daughter's house where there. And I, uh, before I came inside, I, I grabbed a snow shovel from the garage and tried to uh, attack their, their driveway. But the snow was still coming down, and it was coming down for, uh, for hours. And uh, then when we got to our house where we'd, you know, where I'd been, you know, 24 hours earlier, but now wasn't, uh, later that night, uh, there's seven inches, eight inches on a long driveway and I, uh, I've got a shovel. So I, so I do that. You, again. Can't, yeah. you can't say to your wife, when you pull in the driveway last night, you can't say to her, eh, why did I come back to this? Because that implies this meaning the atmosphere or this meaning her. And I, yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of saying that when I walked in the house last night, just completely covered in snow and sweat and, Maybe my own blood. And I, I think I did mumble. Why did I come back to this? And and Betsy, I believe, responded, because you live here and you love me. And I said, yes, 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 dear. Yes, you are exactly. Thank you for correcting me. These are the facts. These are the facts. When you're shoveling, do you say to Jesus, how many more times must I do this? And does Jesus ever whisper back to you, 70 times seven. <laughs> <laughs> Close. That's really good. That's good. I mean, I think, I, so again, the pursuit of pleasure is built into us, right? The pursuit of this, like, joy, we, right. we, we want. And so I have noticed that if, if the source of my pleasure is my clean driveway because of my efforts, <laughs> good luck. Because the snow is still falling, or it's gonna fall yeah, again, yeah. and it's just like it's it's just not gonna last. But if I can find a way, and this is the old brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God, if I can find a way 
to enjoy cleaning the, the snow off with Jesus as an act of as an act of momentary worship and and just go, you know, this is great. I, I'll come back and have to do it again. But it's been good to be out here with you for this hour, Jesus. Thank you. Thanks for not giving me a heart attack in the altitude as I've as I've lifted the snow, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Uh, I come in feeling refreshed, even when my back's sore. Yeah, you're right. And as we speak, I'm looking out my window. We've got neighbors. I mean, this the city is shut down. Everybody's home. So I've got a few neighbors that have snow blowers, and uh, they've done my driveway. They've done my back sidewalk. I mean, that's just. That's what you just said. Uh, people just wanting to help other people. Um, yeah, I, I, I laughed at the media because the media, I think, scares us sometimes. The, the snow's the end of the world. Right. Seventy-four inches of snow and blowing winds, and stay home. Your house will go up in. No, it's just it's called winter, right? I, I posted that. I said. It's going to snow because it's February, it's winter, and Tom Brady retired because he's old. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly right. Why Why are you surprised? I mean, truly. <laughs> right. If you're surprised, I'm going to say it right now. This is, this is not, I'm not going to be sensitive. Okay. I'm just going to say it. If these things surprise you, you're stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> I love I love the new sensitive Dave Ron. <laughs> hey, it's early February and we're getting six inches of snow and everybody's acting like where what how did, are you kidding me? Where did this well it's winter. They canceled school. They canceled school yesterday. It rained until two o'clock. And they canceled. I don't recall ever as a kid having school canceled because of rain with the potential. <laughs> it did turn to freezing rain. Oh, and that rain is coming down real hard. Well, wipers fixed. <laughs> well, and if you know, back in the day when they didn't have uh, anything but sort of the uh, the mossy growth on the side of a tree or a woolly caterpillar to judge. You know, look, <laughs> just going. I don't know that caterpillar I saw this morning. You better stay home from school. <laughs> I did. I thought about that all day. Kids are home because it's raining. I mean, this is not. This is not like Louisiana or Georgia, where hey, that rain could turn to possibly some colder rain. I mean, Georgia. If they if they hear that there's possible cold rain next week, we're going to close everything down now. <laughs> I went to the grocery store. This was brilliant. This is Huntington. I love <laughs> the bread is gone. The milk is gone. The beer is gone. The lottery <laughs> are gone. But you can pick out any piece of fruit and vegetable that you want because they are overstocked in that region. <laughs> <laughs> we got to batten down the hatches. What do we... What? If we can't leave the house for four days, what is it we need? Oh, we need a <laughs> we need a bologna sandwich. <laughs> we, we need a case of beer <laughs> so I can deal with you. <laughs> toilet paper. We gotta get toilet paper. <laughs> Why? You don't need no. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it's just that it's unsettled. You know, we make fun of this, but actually people, and I said, they're stupid, but I also, <laughs> you're backtracking you now, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also want to allow for the fact that we're, uh, we just haven't figured out how to be um, wise, which maybe that is stupid, but we, we haven't figured out that uh, when Jesus throws the parable out about the uh, pe- people who build their house on sand, and you remember that the conditions that he says is, so when the rain comes and when the winds blow, it's not if, it's when. End of John 16, right? In yeah. this world, you will have trouble. That's exactly right. Yeah. You, it's, it's a, that's a certainty. So build your life around the certainties to come. And, um, and honestly, I don't have any other certainty that I can build on other than the presence of Jesus Christ, his love and his faith and his truth. You know, I can, I can count on him. Um, man, because everybody else is stupid. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Would, if you could go back 30 years in time, uh, on the, uh, academia world in a classroom, would you love to say to certain students, hey, just don't be stupid. (laughs) I'd love to, I'd love to have a class titled that. That would be, yeah, come take my, take, take Dr. Ron's uh, J-term class. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm revisiting the thought of your night, your night in San Diego, my two weeks in the DR. Don't, don't pitch a tent. Don't camp there. <laughs> that's just, that's just short term. That's not your, that's not the real world. And I kind of use that same metaphor with my way of thinking. I've shared this with you before that I'm, I'm kind of David Downer. I'm a bit more cynical. I just, I've lowered my expectations. Um, so when the good things that do pop up in life, you're like, fantastic. That's great. I got a I got a Christmas gift. God gave me a little a little present today. I'll take it. These don't happen very often, but when they do, you tend to cherish them more rather than where are my presents? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> where are the toys? <laughs> yeah, I think there I I have concluded from my observations and from my reading of scripture in my own life and and all that kind of stuff. I have concluded that the entirety of the world is one massive possibility to be distractive. That there is everything. I mean, I could, I could get distracted on good things. I can get distracted on bad things. I can get distracted on empty things and meaningless things. And I could, uh, but it, 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 the entire efforts of the world are to pull my attention away from God and his comfort and his certainty and his love that to the degree that I get distracted, that my eyes get put somewhere else, my efforts get put somewhere else to that degree. I'm stupid. I'm just going to be in that category. Um, my, my two weeks in the DR, uh, whenever you turn TV on there, it's, it's either Telemundo or propaganda Cuban television. On occasion, you may come across like NBC out of New York, and it's um, 
you know, crime drama show. Um, I just, I didn't watch TV for two weeks. I read, read things on my phone and I, I watched a couple of things on Netflix, but honestly, an, an incredible turnabout happens when you start cutting off mm. all the, the wave of information that the world's throwing at you constantly. There's a part of you, you panic, but then you do draw closer to either people or God or God's voice. And, and you do become a bit more observant when you start cutting off the, all those forms of, you know, this, this wave of the tsunami of information coming at you all the time. Yeah, I, I that that's exactly right. And there's, I mean, there's again, all of us are gathered together in a in a fictional room, and God's and God walks in to give the the speech and says, "Look, I'm going to speak. I'm going to say things. Um, I'd like you to pay attention, and if you do, it'll go well with you. And if you yeah. don't," You're on your own. Yeah. Okay, okay, go. And before you get out of the room, people are pulling out their phones and 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 they're they're imagining that he's not speaking or he has nothing to say and things like that. I mean, the notion that God speaks to those who listen and that you and I might not want to hear his voice. That's what mm-hmm. that's to me the essence of stupid. That's the essence of stupid. Scripture calls it other, other, you know, sometimes it's evil. Sometimes it's just foolish. Um, sometimes it's just lost and broken. Uh, but I did something, I did something a little stupid last night. Oh, when we had that, we had, <laughs> we had that warning. The world's coming to an end. We have five inches of snow. <laughs> <laughs> The world is coming to a close. We're going to get five inches of snow and a little bit of wind. Stay in your house or you will die. So I have a Jeep Wrangler with great tires, four-wheel drive. I packed Betsy and myself into the, to the Jeep, and we went for a little ride last night. And I thought I'm going to go over and check on my dad. Okay. What he's doing. So far, that's Open. not stupid. So far, I'm no. okay with this. Stupid, maybe, maybe, maybe a little careless uh, going against uh, local authorities by taking a Jeep ride. Anyways, um, dad is 75. He has high blood pressure, uh, terrible feeling in his fingers and toes and severe diabetic. And I took him a, a little snack last night, a bag of donuts and a bottle of chocolate milk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk in and he's sleeping at eight o'clock at night. And one his first question was, uh, what are you doing here this morning? And I said, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Betsy said she wished she had the camera going because my dad opened the windows to see who was there. He's in his boxer shorts and nothing else. And she said it was like it was like Sasquatch. And, and Santa Claus had a child, and there he is in the window. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst to Pappy, 
the lights are on in the room and the entire neighborhood can see an older half blind diabetic man in a window with boxer shorts and nothing else asking me, what am I doing this morning at eight o'clock at night? (laughs) And unfortunately what, what you brought him as a gift doesn't necessarily correct that image. I mean, well, it's just, it's just your morning donuts and chocolate milk, Pappy. Hey, I didn't have the nerve to say, I hope you have a good rest of the day at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> what are your plans for the day? Because you sure as heck ain't sleeping. <laughs> well, oh, is, yeah. that, is that what it means when time will be no more? It's <laughs> like, it's all, it's all morning. It's all me just waking up it's in just, my boxers and. What time is it? <laughs> and really, why are you asking? Does yeah. it matter? Right. Do you have, do you have an agenda? Do you have plans? Why are you asking what time it is? It, you're just, you're asking for no reason. Just go back to bed. If, <laughs> And and you know what? Honestly, if he did not know, but he saw your donuts and chocolate milk, that's the only cue he had. Then he go, okay, it must be morning. So maybe it's your fault. What if you if you'd have brought him tacos? If you'd have brought him a couple of tacos, would he go? Hey, cheeseburger, <laughs> right? I did this. I did the same thing a while back. I took some food over, and he says to me, "Well." I really don't care for um, chicken breast, but thank you. But before I had left, 30 minutes later, the chicken breast was gone. Even though he said he doesn't like it, the food is gone. So sometimes Pappy's like that pet that just, you throw anything out at some point, they get hungry enough, they'll they'll eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think, uh, and by the way, I, uh, last week we talked a little bit about, you know, what do we call ourselves a uh, fresh catch nation or something like that. And, and you saw our buddy, David, Dave Veerman uh, came up with some ideas like, um, are we the fresh catchers or no podcaster? No. What, what did he say? What, what, I mean, there was, some... uh, yeah, he had two or three great suggestions. And I don't know if I told you this, I had one of our listeners also message me and say they wanted to watch our podcast live. So I think we're starting to, we're starting to reach a crowd. We're reaching the audience. I think that's because we spend so much time talking about what we're not wearing uh, sometimes. And and, (laughs) and somebody's going, it just ignites their imagination. And, and I referenced earlier comments about pleasure. Forget it. It won't sustain. If you see us, it will, you'll be going, Okay, that wasn't worth it. That wasn't worth it. I, I think that would probably be the only time a fresh catch podcast would warrant a viewer discretion advice. <laughs> well, even though this podcast is clean, it's faith based. Young children would not be uh, uh, they would be effect- affected if they saw two older men with their shirts off. Well, I want to. Uh, so, on behalf of the, all of the castanets, this is my favorite that David. Uh, Veerman said the castanets because like fresh catch you cast your net right yeah and uh the and then I 
you know, uh, the notion of a castanet is just like, you know, that that rings true. That's a kind of a musical instrument that you and I are yeah prolifically yeah. Uh, unconnected to. But uh, yeah. the castanets. So all of us out here are the castanets. So it reminds that triggers. Uh, it reminds me of like the the Rockettes, uh, Rockefeller Plaza, the dancers on on Broadway. Like we it. could. That's yeah. Yeah. Where maybe we have a cat, you know, people behind us that that dance and laugh and act like they're enjoying themselves in the did podcast. You, did you yeah. see anybody playing the castanets while you were down in the DR? No. Okay. No. You know, no. I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I imagine doing it right now. I've got my my uh, air castanets. You know, people play the air guitar. I've got air castanets going right now. I'm kind of mm-hmm. imagining a. a, a uh, a nice high powered lively tune as i mm-hmm. do these and yeah yeah that will be uh, if, if we had and i know that dave veerman and our other four listeners will jump on this as well but if we had a fresh catch theme song i mean now we've got a, a title for our, our groupies the castanets maybe a theme song maybe Mm. I'm not sure what the song would be, but something something kind of catchy that when they people hear that, they're, oh, the, the show's starting. Gather around. The show's starting. I'm not sure who says gather around anymore mm. to a podcast, but. So um, I while a song doesn't come to mind, uh, there are a few um, artists that I'd like to suggest we uh, we red list. That is, we we. Let's not have a jo- Josh Groban or Barry Manilow singer, mm-hmm. you know, as our theme. Or Adele. Carrying our, uh, well, I'm more with your your wife on that one. I I, I kind of like Adele, but I I know you came you came in and and you've had issues with Adele, but I I, I kind of like that's it. stupid. Adele. Well, and if that, if only we had a theme song right now, I would play it. It would be like Queen, Another One Bites the Dust or something like that. And you said, that's stupid. Cue up Queen. Where's our production engineer right now when we need him? You need one, Dave. <laughs> hey, love you, brother. Let's cut it out of here. All right. Be safe. Be warm. <laughs> we are. Fresh Catch 2.0, and we will try to do better next time we're on.